Hey, Top News listeners, this is Luke Garrett. And Megan Cloherty. We're the hosts of WTOP's daily local news podcast, The DMV Download. Don't worry, top news from WTOP isn't going away, but we wanted to drop in and give you a taste of what we're producing, a podcast that goes deeper into the biggest stories of the day. If you like what you hear, head over to the DMV Download podcast and subscribe. It's Monday, August 1st. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, brought to you by the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Today, one of two men who's accused of impersonating a federal officer and allegedly not only offered U.S. Secret Service agents free rent, but iPhones, surveillance systems, a TV, and guns, is changing his plea to guilty and sharing the details of their scheme with federal investigators. And WTOP's John Doman listened in on the court hearing today and shares some of what investigators learned. One of the apartments there that he was renting He loaded up with surveillance cameras inside and outside the apartment and in some cases actually recorded people having sex inside there and shared some of that video with other people. Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. And I'm Luke Garrett. It's really one of the most puzzling stories this year. Why would two men living in Navy Yard pretend to be Department of Homeland Security employees and offer Secret Service agents apartments for free? For months, federal investigators have been trying to answer these questions after a grand jury indicted the men on charges they impersonated an officer and unlawfully had a gun magazine. Now we're learning the motive may have been more than just seeking friendship, as one defense attorney argued earlier, as one of the defendants apparently flipped and pleaded guilty, sharing some information with investigators. WTOP's John Doman is here now to fill in the blanks and listen to the court hearing today. John, um, take us back to the beginning here, because we talked about this a while ago, but who are these guys who the FBI arrested back in April? Yeah, it was this really bizarre case that when some apartments got raided in uh, southeast D.C. or near the Navy Yard, People were trying to figure out why these guys who were supposed to be federal agents were were having their apartment searched and things like that. And it turns out they weren't federal agents. They pretended they were. They wanted you to think that they were. They even told people that lived in the apartment buildings where they were renting these apartments from that they were federal agents. It was such a bizarre thing. It, yeah. it was somewhere between sort of costume playing and uh, actually just trying to to make a living in, in sort of inside sort of that uh, workspace, mm-hmm. not as federal agents, but in that in that sector of things. And initially, the details were pretty loaded, but no one could really make any sense of what these two were up to. The original charging documents alleged that they bribed Secret Service agents and had a binder full of information on the residents in that luxury apartment building called The Crossing. Remind us how they were caught. So... You know, if you're going to rent a, a lot of apartments and uh, that costs a lot of money, you, you probably want to actually pay for that, too. And that was a big thing that didn't happen. I think about $800,000 worth of rent at these different apartment buildings never got paid. Whoa. And ultimately, it came down to 40-year-old Arian Teherzadeh pleading guilty to conspiracy because he leased all these apartments and you know, tried to get people to think that he was involved with a, a federal law enforcement agency. He's also pleaded guilty to a weapons charge because he had some some pretty high powered weaponry and that he wasn't licensed to have. Mm. And he pleaded guilty to voyeurism because one of the apartments there that he was renting, he loaded up with surveillance cameras inside and outside the apartment. And in some cases, actually recorded people having sex inside there. And, uh, and according to the court documents, according to his guilty plea, shared some of that video with other people, showed it, showed it around. 
So that all sort of fell apart. He had created this business called United States Special Police, which, you know, it, it certainly sounds like somewhat of a, a federal agency. And, and he certainly didn't want you to think otherwise. But it was just this business that never really got off the ground. He incurred a lot of debt trying to get it. It all just kind of caught up to him. I read the charging documents back in April, and I remember the thing that didn't really click for a lot of us was these two men didn't own the apartment building. They were like they lived there, but somehow they had kind of garnered this like management over it. And people would defer to them, according to the court docs, as to like where people should, you know, I don't know where they should live or like, you know, oh, go, oh, go ask him. He's the one who knows. And it almost seemed like they had run of the place. Did any more details about that come out in the court hearing today? So they would, they would get these apartments, and then every time the apartment complex, the, the apartment management would come to them and say, hey, where's the money? They would always just blame it on some sort of administrative hang-up huh. at the federal bureaucracy level. They'd give a couple of names that sounded real and say, yeah, you know, we'll get you the money from them. There's just you know, there's this backlog here. There's this or that. You just had a lot of excuses. And the money and was never coming. I mean, if it, this was a made-up situation. Some of these apartments were well over $3,000 a month. And none of it was coming. Like there was no federal agency, no federal contract. Those apartments were waiting for all this money and it was never going to come. And so did you get a sense of how nefarious this incident really is? You know, we have two people pretending to be federal agents and are involved with Secret Service. And these Secret Service agents have really close ties to high level people. Did you get a sense of, you know, whether people were ever in danger or was it just kind of a business gone awry and it got out of hand? Yeah, it wasn't a, a plot to get close to any of the high-value targets that the Secret Service is around, at, at least from what came out in court today. This was just about ingratiating themselves with people in these high-powered federal agencies, hmm. trying to get closer, trying to form relationships, and uh, ultimately, eventually, get, get their business going. This is, again, it, it was sort of costume play gone really, really far with a lot of money involved and a lot of risks, but there wasn't any danger so much as just uh, the carelessness exhibited by certain federal employees who got tied up with these guys. But, right. you know, they evidently talked a good game because they got these apartment managers to give them all kinds of apartments that would go, you know, without any rent for a year. And they would just keep moving on. It was, it was just, it's just one of the craziest things. And I mean, I guess people buy too much into whole bureaucratic federal yeah. red tape and the slowness of stuff. Because things that should never have added up just kept going on. And so we've been talking a lot about 40-year-old Teherzadeh who flipped and pled guilty. But let's shift now to the other person of this scheme, 36-year-old Hader Ali. Is he still pleading innocent or is he going to plead guilty? So as, as it was explained to me, he is still facing charges right now. And Teherzadeh will now cooperate with the government. Today's hearing was Teherzadeh's plea hearing or what was it? Yes, this was a plea hearing. They they had back in April all pleaded not guilty to the charges. They were facing two charges originally. In April, they pleaded not guilty to both of them. And then uh, last week, Teherzadeh, it was on July 22nd, he put in uh, an agreement to a, a plea offer from the government. And that's what that hearing was today. It was a long hearing. They went over a lot of stuff. And he, like he, he didn't shy away from all the facts, which hmm. did not make him look good in a lot of ways. He he full on admitted everything that came out in court today, didn't quibble with it and just said, yeah, he had done it. And so uh, 
he he's now willing to cooperate with the government. There's no sentencing date yet. He will cooperate as the investigation goes on. You mentioned Hader Ali. He is still facing charges in this. Yeah, so we'll see where his his case goes next. John Doman, what a wild case. Mm. Hopefully we'll find out more details about it, but it seems like today was a big step in it. Thank you so much for your time. You got it, guys. And after the break, an art installation on the mall that drew national attention to the impact of COVID-19 is now in need of volunteers who don't mind getting their hands dirty. Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives. Thanks for listening to the DMV Download. If you like this show, give us five stars and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We love hearing from you guys, and your reviews really do help other listeners find this, our area's only in-depth daily local news podcast. And thank you for making us a part of your day. And before we go, Megan, do you remember that huge exhibit that blanketed the National Mall with white flags? Oh, yeah, for COVID. Yes, yes. In America, remember, it was designed by local artist Suzanne Mm Brennan-Furstenberg, and she planted a little white flag for every single person in America that has died from COVID. It was a compelling, beautiful, like just dramatic exhibit. Very striking. I mean, if you walked by it, because it was just like the same idea as almost the Vietnam War Memorial, where it's like one name, but then you zoom out and you see so many, and it just really hits you. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. Anyway, so they're working to archive um, all those white flags, which those white flags, you could go up to them and write a note to the loved one you have lost. So they're archiving all of those. But because they're planted in the ground, you know, they had pollen, dirt and all this stuff. So right. they have to clean by hand every single flag in order to archive them. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Now they're asking for people to volunteer their time to, again, hand wash those flags. So That must be hard, though, because you don't want to you know, wash off any of the messages or anything. Exactly. But you're try- yeah, yeah, that's Yeah, tough. so that's why it's like, I don't think you can just throw them all in like a vat and like clean them, you know. <laughs> Put some dawn um, on them. No. Right. So this Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday in the afternoon, you can, you know, help do that in Bethesda, Maryland. Huh. Um, yeah, so the, the exhibit just kind of reached out today to see if anyone is free. So if, if you want to, you can email DC at gmail.com. That's DC at gmail.com. Yeah, you can we'll look on their Twitter. Stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll put it on social media so yeah. people can find it. Yeah. That's a very cool thing to do. Yeah, and these notes, I mean, are so beautiful. I remember I did a, a podcast episode on my previous podcast, Isn't Normal Yet, and we walked around the exhibit with Suzanne and we read these messages. And I mean, they're just so... Mm. I mean, it gets your heart beating, you know, so it's yeah. like if you're looking to spend time to, you know, reflect really on this thing that happened to our country, it yeah. could be a good thing to do. Where where are they putting the flags? Where are they archiving them? Like, are they going to put them in an exhibit or something? I do not know the answer to that question, huh. but they have plans for them. I mean, surely. Yeah. Um, they're really looking to, to archive them, save them and make sure that, you know, they're a part of history. Really. That's very cool. 
That'll do it for us today on the DMV Download. We are sponsored by Steamfitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a show. And you can find out more about this podcast and become one of our VIP listeners at dmvdownload.com. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in D.C., 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com and on the WTOP News app. Have a great night, guys.